Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have explicit yet soulful conversations about all facets of human sexuality. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com, where you will find our complete podcast archive. And while you are there, sign up for our free online course, The Erotic Essentials. The Erotic Essentials gives you everything you need to start the process of building your ideal sex life on your own terms, in the privacy of your own home, with our expert guidance. Do it. Pleasuremechanics.com slash free to get started. And if you love this show and want to support what we are doing, come on over to patreon.com slash pleasuremechanics. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics. You can't search for us because we talk about sex. So as an explicit Patreon provider, you have to find us directly, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics. Sign up for a dollar a month or more, and you are in our inner circle. Join community conversations, get direct access to our inbox, get ad-free bonus episodes, just get on there. Just do it. You'll love it. I promise. And if not, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, you're supporting us in providing this for free to the world. And we thank you for that. That's right. (laughs) Patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics. All right. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about erection. How erections happen why they're important for sexual pleasure, why you should pay attention to them. Oh, but wait, we're talking about female erections. That's right, erections in the female body. Why did that just take you for such a spin, right? We are so used to talking about erections as a guy thing, as the thing that happens to penis owners. When it turns out all human bodies have the same amount of erectile tissue in their genitals, so why is it that we never talk about female erections? And before we jump in, Charlotte's ready to dive in. (laughs) I want to say here, what we now know about humans is that we are not binary. There are not men and women, penises and vaginas. It is a spectrum, and so we're going to be talking about female and vulva and clitorises kind of all as one category today, but we want to acknowledge not all females have vulvas, not all vulvas belong to women, and that penises and vulvas are two convenient categories of genitals to talk about, but really there's a spectrum of how these tissues are situated. All right, so let's talk about female erection. So you asked about why we don't know about female erectile tissue and we don't think about it as a culture um, and make it relevant. And that is a larger conversation about female pleasure and why it doesn't matter and hasn't and hasn't been relevant or important uh, to science. um, But it's not just this is this fringe thing that, you know, like female ejaculation disappeared um, from the science base, but female erection it's this physical, tangible thing. Like we could never, it's the emperor's new clothes to me. We could never walk around in the world pretending like male erections don't exist. Mm. But somehow I think because we don't look even at the vulva, we don't even look at the genitals, especially when they're being aroused, we don't see the erection and therefore we can pretend like it's 
doesn't exist or that it's pretend or make-believe, you know? It's like, but anyone who's really made love to female genitals and been up close to them as they engorged, been inside of them, once we start talking about it, you can't unsee it, right? And that's the level of like visceral truth I want people to get to with this where they actually know, oh, I have an erection right now. Um, I want women to be able to feel that and identify that for themselves and partners of women to be able to feel and notice the nuance of erection in their lover's genitals, right? Totally. I think once you know and understand the tissues that we'll talk about, the structures that you will be able to, you'll, you'll understand it as an erection. And so once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you understand that it matters, then hopefully you will create the conditions for female erections for all time. Okay. So to talk about the anatomy, let's first talk about the male erection and then map that back into the female body. Because what we know is that humans all have about the same body parts, structured a little different. So all the same amount of erectile tissue, nerve endings, blood flow, bony structures of the pelvis, just slight variations um, on things like openings and where the sex cells, like the reproductive anatomy is slightly different in different people, right? The sexual anatomy, when it turns to sexual response, is almost the same. So let's talk about that. So the penis, when not erect, you have the nice soft little head, the shaft of the penis, it's soft, it's tender, it's sensitive, it's rests against the body. And then when it becomes erect, when arousal happens, blood flows into the erectile tissue faster than it flows out. That is the nature of erectile tissue. It can capture blood, swell and engorge and increase in size. That's its superpower, right? All of our cells have different superpowers. That's what it does. And we all can visualize a soft penis going to an erect penis and that there are many stages in between. Sometimes it engorges really quickly and it's like whoop and it goes from soft to quite large and firm very quickly. And other times it kind of vacillates and oscillates and gets a little soft and a little firmer and there's um, the in-between stages. Um, but we also all can identify with a penis as it engorges, it gets larger and more sensitive. And that's key also to understanding erectile tissue. As the blood flows in and it gets bigger, it pushes the nerve endings closer to the surface of the skin so they can be touched and enjoyed and stimulated more readily. How convenient. Thank you, erectile tissue. It's quite lovely. <laughs> um, all right, so that's the penis. So how do these structures map onto the vulva? So let's all summon to mind, if you're driving, be careful, <laughs> a spread vulva. So labia, clitoris up at the top, clitoral hood coming down, little dot of the urethra, vaginal opening, perineum, anus. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. Hold it with reverence in your head. Mm -hmm. All right. So where is the erectile tissue in the vulva? Because I don't see it. I'm looking at the pussy. I don't see it. Where is it? <laughs> so it is located behind what you can see. Mm. So we have the tip of the clitoris, which is the same as the tip of the penis. 
and then all the rest of the erectile tissue is located behind the vulva area, behind the labia, and moves down towards the vaginal canal. So it is right behind the labia. It is forming like a parentheses mm-hmm. um, behind the labia from the clitoris to the vaginal canal. Right. So imagine taking that erect penis, holding it by its beautiful sensitive head, and then sliding it down into the body. And to accommodate the vagina, the shaft splits and curves around where we know the labia are, down around the vaginal opening, and then joins what in men... So in men, you have the internal penis, and that anchors the penis back into the pelvic musculature and onto the pelvic bones... So it doesn't fall off. That internal penis is really important. It also has erectile tissue. It also swells. And then in the female body, we also then have the internal erectile tissue to kind of anchor the genitals back into the pelvis. Okay, so can we all imagine that? The erectile tissue is behind the clitoris, along the labia, surrounding the vagina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... There are also two other sections of erectile tissue in the female body. One is around the urethra. Um, This has been called the G-spot area, but that is not a correct name uh, because it's not a spot. It's not a dime-sized spot. It is a cylinder that moves along the urethra. Right. So just like the penis is the urethra extending from the bladder out to the body, the female urethra that goes from the bladder out to the external body also has some erectile tissue around it. Um, So for all of us, when these tissues receive stimulation, and that stimulation can be from yourself, from a lover, from outside of the body, from sitting on a vibrating car seat, from a thought in your head, from a dream. And I name all of this to remember how exquisite our systems are, that stimulation from a thought alone can trigger this process. Mm. And you can have a beloved lover between your thighs and feel not much of anything. And so this is not a linear thing. Mm. There's a lot of mystery here. There's a lot of overlying processes psychological, emotional, social. So when we talk about we touch the erectile tissue and they get hard, we have to acknowledge it's not as simple as that. Beautiful. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but when the erectile tissues get activated, and this can happen at the most inconvenient times or not, when the erectile tissues get activated, blood flows in and the tissues swell. They get bigger. So what does this look like on a vulva? We don't need to explain what this looks like in a penis. We all know that. What does this look like in a vulva? There's a huge range of growers versus showers. No. Yeah, growers versus showers. Is that how they talk about it with penises? Just like in penises, how sometimes a flaccid penis only grows by about an inch and other guys, it's like an accordion and it expands from like, you know. Um, I have seen clitorises that change almost like a flower in bloom. Like they start becoming aroused and they go from this little nub, the clitoris then like sticks out and gets prominent and like this big thumb-like appendage and it's really hard and red. I've seen like that level of engorgement where it really feels like an erection. And then I've seen women in full arousal or they're feeling like fully aroused and their genitals have only changed a little bit in terms of color and texture. Um, Internally, the internal erectile tissue 
I feel like that's where you can really feel it. And, um, the fingers are one of the best ways to do that. But don't you agree? Like visually, some people change dramatically. Some people change subtly and that's your own exploration. Like how do you map that for yourself? And that's a great thing to explore, to, to really look at your genitals um, solo or with a partner when you are not aroused. And then when you're kind of in mid arousal, just check it out just to learn about yourself just because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when you're really aroused or like after orgasm, if you orgasm, check, check it out and see what it looks like um, just because it's great to know more about your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand this is cloaked in shame for many people, but it is a radical act to really look at your genitals, um, and care and be curious about what it does. And for vulva owners, this means a mirror. Mm -hmm. This means getting a hand mirror and you can buy one specifically for this purpose. Keep it with your sexual health stuff, you know, your menstrual supplies or your sex toys or wherever it feels right and pull it out once in a while and look at your genitals become familiar with them this is such a huge step for so many people um when i was in training and doing the sexological bodywork training and really immersed in this world i had a full-length mirror in my massage room and i used to masturbate with my legs like spread up and like up against the mirror um and then my head up on a pillow so I could masturbate like while watching my genitals very specifically. Um, because I was in a process of, you know, reclaiming after trauma, becoming really familiar with my body. And I wanted to know like the nuances. I wanted to know how did penetration change it versus clitoral stimulation. So I went deep with it. Like I really wanted to know my vulva and my anus and how they work together and, um, So you can get as intimate with this or not. Some people will set up a video camera on their genitals while masturbating and then watch it back. If this feels confronting, it is. It is because we are not trained to look at our own genitals with love and respect. Most people never do. So if it feels confronting, you are in good company and it's an emotional process for all of us. You know, spread eagle on the mirror was after tears and struggle and crying about confronting all this stuff for myself, right? Like it's a process for all of us. And if you're the partner, pay special attention, ask to keep the lights on, Um, bring a headlamp or a book light down between her thighs if she will let you and watch her genitals respond to stimulation. It's so beautiful to get familiar with your particular lover's genitals and know they're blooming. You know, I hate flower metaphors for vulvas, but sometimes it really feels like that. Like as it emerges, the labia swell differently for different people. And as someone who's seen, how many vulvas have you seen, Char? Like thousands probably, right? Hundreds or thousands of genitals up close we've seen. I think you've seen many more vulvas than I have, and I probably see more penises. True. But, but it's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true, but I don't say that as like, oh, I've seen no, a thousand no. gen- But um, what I love is the uniqueness of them. Um, in the show notes page for this, I will link up to visual representations of this anatomy, videos about this, and also some more artistic projects about different um, art projects that have cataloged the different vulvas. Because a lot of women have vulva shame and don't want to look because they feel 
misformed, right? Their vulva, their labia are too big. Their inside labia are bigger than their outside labia. One hangs low. They're different colors. Like a lot of women think they are, what's the, deformed. Yeah. Genitally deformed. I've talked to so many women who literally think that they were born with something wrong with their vulva when they're completely in that beautiful range of normal. And especially when aroused, when this erectile process kicks in and vulvas engorge with blood, I feel like they almost like become themselves and that that variety really shows up. Mm. Um, and I've never seen an art project that documented engorged vulvas. They're always kind of at rest. And I've participated in a few where photographers have come and taken pictures of my vulva and they've, they've never asked me to masturbate first. Mm. Sadly. Okay. So that's the visual on it. You will see some swelling. You might see some color change. You might see the clitoris become more prominent and stick out. Um, you might see the labia swell and you might see not much of anything at all. And all of that is fine. Right. And then what about internally? Because okay. that is something that I think you have a lot of experience with. <laughs> My fingers have been in a lot of erect vaginas. <laughs> yes. Um, so I want you to try to feel this for yourself. If you have a vulva and if you make love to a vulva, try to feel it with your fingers. Um, so as arousal happens, you will be able to feel erection happening from within the vagina. Because as we said, that erectile tissue goes down and around and surrounds the vaginal opening. And if you're in the vagina and then reaching up towards the clitoris um, and stroking that top wall of the vagina. So, so just like looking at a vulva from relaxed to aroused and then in the afterglow, before, during, after arousal, you can try this with the sensation of feeling it on your fingertips. So feel your vagina at rest. If your female partner gives you permission to feel their vagina at rest and notice the texture of the walls, notice the elasticity of the walls. You can notice the color of the entrance of the vagina. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And then as arousal builds, you'll be able to notice the changes. So for me, the feeling goes kind of from smooth to coarser. I, it feels like a sponge that's been filled up with liquid. Um, I feel the nuances. So sometimes the front wall gets very engorged, but not the back wall. Sometimes it's more left to right. Um, there can be different regions, especially if I'm paying attention to a different region. I'll feel this like wall of erection start building up. Um, but what I can really notice, what I feel is that the way I'm touching you, I can be doing the same stroke. And as that erection builds up against my finger, I can feel you responding differently. And that's when I know that that process of the nerve endings being exposed differently and your clitoris being supported by that engorgement and then being all those nerve endings being moved against your bony structures and against my hand or my tongue or whatever we have on you, like that feeling of rocking the flesh around um, changes, just like it would change if I had a penis in my hand and was stroking it lovingly and I could feel it building in my hand. That feeling of arousal building is delicious for people. Um, and when we can feel that in the vulva, it's very powerful to have that circuit between you as partners, right? And so you're you have your fingertips on 
their pleasure, right? And it's like this, this feedback loop you get into. It's beautiful. Um, so I really want people to focus on feeling the erection in the vulva and doing this with fingers and then doing it with your penis, seeing if you can feel this with your penis. Can you map this with your penis as you're penetrating your partner with your erection? How erect are they? So if you can imagine all of that engorgement through all of that beautiful erectile tissue in the female body, you can perhaps understand how that will create such stronger sensations. And the experience of being penetrated when all of that is engorged and erect is much more pleasurable, much more powerful, uh, much more delicious Mm -hmm. because the body is really warmed up. The woman has had time to really pay attention to her genital area as well as the tissues being more alive and awake Mm -hmm. to feel more sensation Mm -hmm. because the nerves are closer to to the surface of the skin. There's so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. So every sensation after that is going to feel much richer. And this is why we really encourage people to reach high levels of arousal, possibly orgasm or getting very close to orgasm before penetration, before a penis enters into a female body. Because that moment and everything that happens with the fucking after that is just going to feel so much better. I cannot tell you how much better. I can't you know, it just occurred to me, is it, for me, it's what the difference between penetration being sexual or not. Mm. Like when I've had sex without warm up, it feels like being at the OBGYN and they're doing like a medical procedure where it's just like something's going in my body and I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can kind of endure it versus really sexual penetration where it feels like my whole body is responding to it and every stroke in and out is moving my whole clitoris in and out. Like it's the whole system is awake and engaged in that penetration. And so the penetration means something to my sexual system too. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Oh, totally. Because I know like experiences of thrusting where it feels like because the surrounding area of the vagina is all engorged and warmed up, that that penetration alone is engaging the clitoris. Mm. Right. Versus it feeling like four inches away. Mm. I think it just kind of completes the circuitry, engorges all of the tissues. And so whether or not you're doing um, direct clitoral stimulation, because we often say do clitoral stimulation during penetration. And what that is talking about is touching the head of the clitoris. All of this work makes penetration itself clitorally stimulating. So there you really have to imagine the anatomy and do come over and look at the visuals because I think it's really important Uh because the clitoris there is so engorged, which is just the tip, but also all of the stuff that is going around, also all the erectile tissue that is going around to the vaginal canal. So you are internally stimulating the entire erectile tissue that is connected to the clitoris from inside. Right. And that is a beautiful opportunity. Of course, that's going to feel better. And we should say here quickly the role of wetness. Mm. So wetness and vaginal lubrication can happen as a different system, a different process that sometimes happens concurrently with this, right? Sometimes this process also includes vaginal lubrication. For some women, some of the time it doesn't. 
for a whole range of reason between pharmaceuticals, not drinking enough water, where you are in your menstrual cycle, so smoking too much pot, smoking cigarettes. There's so many reasons why people don't vaginally lubricate. It is not about how aroused you are. And you can lubricate when you're not aroused. We need to really get these two things separate. Okay, so using lube is really important if you are not super wet already. Adding a little lube onto these engorged tissues means those two bodies, whether it's your finger, your penis, a toy, your thigh, whatever is sliding along those tissues can do so with less friction and really stroke all of those nerve endings and glide and move and the muscles and the blood and everything. So it's lubricant just kind of allows this process to happen more smoothly, right? And so all of those beautiful nerve endings and same thing with the penis. After that erection, adding a little lube means you can stroke those nerve endings more fluidly and create that kind of gliding, sliding sensation that can feel so good. So lube is an erection's friend. All right, so we have covered the anatomy of female erection, the how, the why, the where it happens, why it's so important, and really just your only job is to explore this for yourself. Now that you have this knowledge, be like, how does this map into my body? How does this map into my partner's body? How can I get aroused and explore? Can I feel the erection if I touch back into my body? Can I feel where it's a little firmer than before? Explore, see what you notice. And this is where I feel like hands are going to be the most effective tool to really have the dexterity to wake up the tissues externally and internally. And this is why we think this is such a valuable set of skills to learn, because you can imagine that that is really what you need to wake up all of the tissues. Sure, your tongue can be valuable too. Mm -hmm. You can stroke your penis along the vulva. Mm -hmm. You can use toys, but you want to be using mostly something aside from your penis to wake all of this up. Mm -hmm. I feel like our culture is so obsessed with, with sex being thrusting and that to be a good lover, it's about having a hard penis and thrusting really well. But if you're understanding what we're talking about here, you can see that actually part of being a good lover is developing all of these really profound skills before penetration, um, which is mastering the art of foreplay. Mm -hmm. And this is why we've created a course, because we know that this knowing these skills so well in your body is what will create the the conditions and the foundation for phenomenal intercourse after that mm -hmm. so we really want you to have those skills we want you to understand that high levels of arousal before penetration will create a richer experience for both of you mm -hmm. because we haven't mentioned but I, that once the engorgement is happening around the, the vulva and the vagina area it's going to feel more engorged for you as you penetrate with your penis as well mm. Um, fringe benefit. Fringe yes. benefit. Um, that just and that's really good to notice. And I would love to hear from men. But what do you notice on your penis when your partner is engorged and erect versus not? I would love to know. I don't have a penis. I know what it feels like on my fingers. Do you notice? Can you tell? Does it feel better if she's engorged? Is it hotter? Is it tighter? Does it feel snugger? Like, how would you describe that sensation? Please tell the non-penis holding curious members. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah. there, we're leaving you with some new information or some additional information, some things to try at home, solo or partnered, um, and just an, hopefully an understanding of what your body is capable of and why some experiences feel more erotic and delicious than others. I feel like once you understand um, that we're trying to create arousal and erection in our body before penetration, it, it gives a new framing. And yes, there's a million ways to create arousal. Um, and it's a complex and uh, profound system. And yeah, but how do we how do we work with that knowledge to optimize our experiences solo and partnered? Mm -hmm. And let's play with that and know it. Mm -hmm. And then talk in community so we can gather this data and start making sense of the patterns and together understand more what the human sexual system is capable of. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com for our complete podcast archive. If you want to support the show and the work we do week after week to put this podcast out for free to the world, come on over to patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics and stand with us with a monthly donation set it forget it join our inner circle we would love to have you and if you want to see all of our strategies and techniques for stimulating all of this gorgeous erectile tissue and you want to have more strokes up your sleeve, more confidence, come on over to pleasuremechanics.com and check out our foreplay mastery course. It will serve you well for all of your days. <laughs> it will serve you well for all of your days, my friends. Truth be told. Stroke away. All yes. right. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.